Have you found the keys to unlock your best trip? On a Trafalgar tour, you unlock more than just the world. We give you the key to let down your walls and make lifelong friends. The key to discovering hidden talents and fresh perspectives. From one-of-a-kind experiences to iconic destinations, Trafalgar gives you the keys to unlock your best self. Discover more at trafalgar.com slash unlock. That's T-R-A-F-A-L-G-A-R dot com slash unlock. Tour differently. What's up, Grizz Nation? Welcome to the show. We got the whole crew. First game of the regular season, and it sucked. Grizzlies lose 111 to 104. And I really need somebody to talk me off a ledge here. Candace, please give me a logical reason as to why we did not see Kenneth Lofton Jr. tonight. I'm the wrong person, man. I'm I don't got nothing optimistic for you tonight, man. It's 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 tough. It's it's it it was a hard watch at times, honestly. Like it flat out, this team's depth is done. And then they had a lot of that. I mean, some of that is injury, right? Yeah, losing Santi is a big piece, but also like the rotations were trash. And I just can't find a logical region to to not play like Kenan Lofton Jr. Like there's nowhere you have no size, you're playing a really big team. Your de- your front court is decimated. I mean, if ever there's a definition of emergency big, it is literally this situation. You don't have any other big other than Jaren. And we all know he's not a true big. He's just a big guy. So, like, I, I there's no rhyme or reason. Jake LaRavia got 14 minutes tonight. If you couldn't find seven minutes for Ken Lawson, and what's interesting is they ran a a, a nine man uh rotation, and 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 Jenkins is normally a ten man rotation guy. They literally yeah. opted to just go nine dudes instead of playing the other emergency big that you have on the roster and giving him some of those minutes. Man, just ridiculous. No 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 logical explanation is going to be given today. None. Isaac, you got anything that you can come up with? Man, I'm at this point, I'm tired of getting the bullhorn out for Kenneth Lofton Jr. If if he w- wasn't in a rotation tonight, I just don't see him ever getting any minutes um, against this team. This is one of the biggest front courts you're going to play uh, with, with Zion Williams and Jones Valanciunas. I mean, you aren't going to go up against two bigger, stronger guys than that. And your front court is decimated. You don't have any depth there and and you sign Kenny to a guaranteed contract. There is no reason, even if he came out there and he sucked, you got to at least try it. Like just because of the the simple fact of the size, the size that he, that he has, you have to at least try it. If you couldn't let guys like Arabia get 14 minutes, uh, just out there getting cardio, not contributing. You can't say, Oh, well, he doesn't play defense because the whole team was struggling. So you can't say you can't put him out there because you're struggling. You, had to at least try that tonight. And I noticed the same thing that Candace said. Uh, Taylor Jenkins is usually a 10-man 10, 10 rotation guy, and they only played nine tonight. Like, like let's say, like, intentional. Just just not playing junior and seeing the way that you were getting beat up down low, man. I, I, I just don't get it, man. Just not a lot of positives to take out tonight. I don't feel like the effort was bad from the team. I, yeah. I felt like at times they, they they were playing hard. I yeah. saw the, the guards. You had Desmond Bain sticking his nose in there, guys trying to get rebounds. Zion Williams, they're just undersized 
and undermanned right now. Uh, the depth is not there, and a lot of that has to do with injuries. You will get Santi back, hopefully, ASAP. I, I wouldn't expect him to play Friday. It seems like they, it's going to be three or four games, kind of the way they were talking about it. But it's just they're in a tough spot right now. Um, and, and I saw a lot of people kind of complaining about the three-point shooting. And if you listen to some of their comments throughout the week, I, I heard Luke Kennard kind of talk about this. I heard Taylor Jenkins talk about it as well. They were kind of asked, now that Steven Adams is out, does that kind of change your game plan, change your offensive scheme, anything that you guys are planning on doing? And they said, obviously it does. And they kind of hinted at one of the things that they were going to do to try to offset that was shoot more threes. And you saw that, and I think that was a lot of that was by design. Part of it was the defense for the Pelicans. They were just cutting out driving lanes, and you don't have the size. I mean, you're just kind of scared to kind of go in there because with those two big guys, Ian Williamson and Jonas Valanciunas in there, it's not easy to get shots at the rim. Uh, so they tried to shoot three-pointers to kind of offset that, and the Pelicans are not known to be a good three-point shooting team, but they were tonight. I mean, C.J. McCollum, known Grizz killer, doing what he does, man. They they need to hang his jersey in the FedEx one Raptors as a – Grizz killer, man, because every time he comes in here for years, back even with Portland, now moving on with the Pelicans, man, he kills the Grizz every time they play him, man, and just did the same thing again tonight, man. So just just a tough game tonight, man. That game didn't have any business being as close as it was. Grizzlies only lose that game by seven, score 104 points. I don't even think that Pelicans team is that good. They just – it's just a bad matchup, man, for what the Grizzlies, Grizzlies have right now. The first quarter, the rebounding battle, the Grizzlies led after the first quarter, and the rebounding advantage went to the Pelicans. It was 12 to 11. In the second quarter, the Pelicans out-rebounded the Grizzlies 16 to 7 and took a 10-point lead into the half, and there was no recovering from that. They, It seemed like they would kind of chip into it, and they'd get it. You know, they it'd be 10, 13, 14, and then the Grizzlies – run it back, you know, get get it closer a little bit. But I think I want to say eight maybe was the closest that they yeah. got in the second half. Maybe they got a little bit closer than that. Yeah. But they they would get stops and then turnover on the offensive end. Or they go to the offensive end and they put up uh, an ill-advised shot. That there were man, I, a lot of opportunities. Like we we know what kind of defender Jonas Valanciunas is. He's a great team defender in the fact like he played you you have to play drop with him because he's sloth footed. And so getting to the rim against JV is not the easiest thing in the world. So fine, you want to shoot threes, great. They didn't fall. But if that's your game plan night in and night out against guys that have a drop big or teams that have a drop big, you're gonna be in trouble. Jake LaRavia 0 for 2 from 3. Luke Kennard 0 for 5 from 3. David Riding 1 of 3. Zaire was 1 of 3. Tripp was 0 for 5. Marcus Smart 2 for 6. You know, you if you want to shoot more threes, that's great. If you have the personnel to do it. And I don't I'm I'm not convinced at this point, you know, that they, they went into last year's draft saying that that was their goal to make their half-court offense better. And then they bring in <laughs> They bring so much in for that. coach. Yeah, you know, we, we lose Darko. Darko gets a head coaching job in Toronto. Congratulations to him. They bring in a coach that's supposed to be an offensive specialist. And if this is the best he can do, it's not good enough. It's game one. The ceiling is not falling. But, 
you you cannot go into Friday night's game with the same game plan. Can't do it. You you have Jokic, and then Michael Porter Jr. is going to be on the boards. Aaron Gordon's going to be on the boards. Like you you have to have another big body in there that's going to get after it. You know, Jaron had well, an awful game. Yeah, like he Jaron had a terrible game offensively. <laughs> But yeah, on they the gotta have more from him. Yeah, for sure. On the defensive end of the floor, oh, he was he's, fantastic. He's awesome. He done a lot of great and like great boxing out on Jonas Valanciunas to keep him off the offensive glass. And that's something that's not gonna show up in the stat sheet. And the people that hate on Jaron are gonna look at well, he only got five rebounds and he's a seven footer. Yeah. He flat out has to do more in order for this team to win right now. But he done a lot of good stuff tonight, specifically on the defensive end of the floor. I guess yeah. ex- really exclusively on the defensive end of the part floor. Part of it is how they used him. I, I, I didn't like how they were using him. That he didn't even get to the basket until no. the third quarter. Like, yeah, that was just so ridiculous. Like, you, you can't start Jaron off. I know Jaron well enough to know. You can't start Jaron off shooting from the three-point line. It's never worked. It was like two years ago, Jaron. That's what yeah. we saw tonight. Just standing out on the perimeter. That's just not going to work. And no. Because when when he when, – whenever he does that, it, it kind of lingers. Like, it never – he never gets back inside, usually games where he starts off. If he's just starting off standing around the perimeter shooting threes, that's not what you want to see. You want to see him aggressive going to the basket early – like we kind of saw in the, in the second half of last year, and you didn't see any of that offensively tonight. That just wasn't what they were doing again. I don't know if that was by design, just because kind of what I said earlier, they just went into this game with a game plan. We're not going inside. We're just going to try to stay out here and shoot three points, try to beat them that way. I don't know if it was that, but I agree with you. I don't think they put him in great position. They didn't even try until later in the game. Uh, I mean, he had a couple good baskets on the inside, but – it, that's it's how, crazy. That's how you get him going, man. That's yeah. what, like you have to have building blocks with him. Let him get a little bit of rhythm, with, whether you get it to him in the post or you let him take his guy off the dribble. Let him get some rhythm on the inside and then get him outside shooting threes, and that's when he thrives. But, yeah, this was just – I mean, it was poor coaching altogether. It, it like that, There was – I was – very surprised that he challenged that block on Zion when they showed the replay. I, oh, immediately, was, clear, I was like, was clear that, that was clean. That was, yeah. like his his left hand. I'm, I may be getting it backwards, but like the hand by his body didn't even really make contact with Zion. Mm-hmm. And up top, it was nothing but ball. Yeah. And I'm like, they're, they're, if he challenges this, there's no way it's not turned over. But outside of that, it's it just. Taylor Jenkins not evolving as a coach. No, I I, I didn't see. Now, I, I would say there were some aspects of, of the offensive flow and ball movement that I guess I liked, but the personnel was just not fitting to the game plan, I don't think. And some of that is on them. Some of that is not on them. But even, like, going back to Jaron really quick, I know people are complaining about his rebounding. How many rebounds is he supposed to get from the three-point line? Because I'm confused. Like, <laughs> I just I just don't see how they put him in the position to succeed really in either of the areas with which they needed him. It was obvious they were going to need him offensively. It was obvious they were going to need him from a rebounding perspective. And if the guy's out on the perimeter the entire game, I'm just trying to figure out how that matters. Like how 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 can that math work? Like the math ain't math to me. It just doesn't make sense. 
And it, as bad as this game was, when you look at that final score, if they were just bad from three, even if they were just bad, they probably find a way they probably win this game. Uh, and they went 12 or 43 for what's that, 22.9%. You had a few more of those. You had 15 of those go 15 and 40. You win the game, or you win the game. <laughs> so, I mean, I that's the crazy part about it. But I mean, it's just not a game plan that's sustainable. And especially when your guys that make threes are not making them. When you got Luke Kennard, I'm saying just wide ass open threes that's not even close on them. When you go over five, I don't know what's wrong with him, man. You get Blake Ahern, man. You get a summer off with Blake Ahern. It's like it's but the thing about it is the shot, it looks the same. Doesn't look broken, doesn't look like there's anything wrong with the motion. He seems like he's shooting with confidence. I mean, he's like pump faking and getting around guys to get open. He's not hesitating or anything on the shot. It's just not going. I mean, we saw that area over in the preseason. It, it's hard to believe that as good as a three-point shooter as he is, that that's going to continue. I just can't believe he's just too good of a shooter. I don't know what's going on right now, uh, but I, I just feel like at, at some point he's going to start knocking those down. But if, if, if you got guys like Luke Kennard going over five, you're really in trouble. Because, I mean, yeah. you brought him in to kind of fix your three-point shooting woes. You were already a, a bad three-point shooting team. Outside of Bain, you bring him in to help him. If, if he's not knocking down threes, I, I don't know what to say. But to to say something positive, we'd be kind of on the negative, man. Shout out to, to Desmond Bain. I think everybody felt like he was going to have a big-time game tonight, man. It, it, this wasn't on him, man. He did everything he could, man. 31 points, five rebounds, five assists, two steal, a block. Just filling up the stat sheet. Super efficient, 11 or 22 from the field for 50%, 5 or 10 from three for 50%, 4 or 5 from the free throw line in 36 minutes. I mean, he showed off that all-star potential uh, that that we've all talked about um, during during the offseason. Man, he I think he's going to continue to have games like this, but he needs some help. Jaron just has to do more on the offensive end. Uh, but there's no question about it. eight points with the team in the state that is in now is just not going to get it. It's just not going to be good enough, man. You you need at least 18, 15, 18 points out of him uh, to to for this team to have an opportunity to win. Um, shout out to X as well. Uh, he felt felt feel the stat sheet as well, man. 17 points, 12 rebounds, four assists, three steals, blocked seven to 16 from the field, did knock down a three, uh, two or two from the free throw line, 34 minutes. I mean, he did – anytime when he plays, man, he plays to the best of his ability. I mean, he he can't grow, uh, so that that's going to be an issue. He just doesn't – he's just undersized when you're going up against big guys. But he goes out there and plays hard, man. He I don't have any complaints about him tonight as either. I feel like he – went out there, did the best that he could do. So they just don't have the size. And as we talked about on the on, on, on the last podcast, I, I just think – I don't think they can afford to wait. Uh, yeah. This morning, I was kind of saying that we know this front office is M.O. And, and as David kind of pointed out, what he wanted them to do at the time, that's usually how they operate. They don't make rash decisions even when it feels like something hey, clear, needs clear to be done up, immediately. Cause... That this, well, this is not what I wanted them to do. This this is definitely not what well, I you, wanted. You, you, said, you said you wanted yeah, them to wait. wait. You yeah, said they could wait but, to figure out yeah, the way. But you got to play the pieces you've got, man. There's against one of the biggest front courts in the league, you got a big body on the bench but and you don't play. I still, even, even if they had played, I, I'm right there with you that they should have played Lofton. But even if he had played, they're still undersized. I mean, Lofton is only 6'8". Like, they still – they need to go out and get a center. Like, bottom line, like, it ain't no waiting, man. They can wait, but they're going to be – they're going to be 14th in the West yep. if, if, if they're waiting. That's what, what's going to happen. They And 
I hope hopefully they watch this tonight and it expedites the process because they're gonna be in trouble, man, if they don't go out and do something. They I, I kind of hit it this morning. I, I was at the Grizzly Spaces this morning. We were kind of discussing this, and, and me and Sean Coleman both kind of said the same thing. Uh, shout out to Sean Coleman. Um, that I feel like their plan was probably to wait these five games, and they were just going to go bring in somebody, a street-free agent, just a body, maybe a guy maybe that might play, maybe not play at all. Just somebody that that, that kind of fills that space for a time. And some of the names, Bismack Biombo is a guy that's out there. I could see something like that possibly happen, but I don't think that's that's not going to be the answer long-term if they plan on doing anything significant. Like being a contender, you got to go out and do something better than that. But I think they were just going to go out and get kind of a placeholder and kind of wait maybe even till January or February that deadline. Then they might go do something. But I just don't don't think they can do that if they're playing because they, they might not even make the playoffs. If they don't do that now, Ja coming back, that's gonna that's gonna help some. Like no question about that, man. You add an uh, all star player like Ja, superstar, it's gonna help. But it's still, man, they the rebounding is gonna be an issue if they don't go out and get somebody. Even with Lofter, that's my guy. But you still talking about six eight? Like they 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 got to go out and get somebody, man. I don't, I don't think there's any question about it. I think it couldn't I mean, couldn't be any clearer after watching this game. Yep, it, it's one game. One like it, it's the first game. Man, of the season. I don't know, man. This league is big. The league is I, bigger. I understand that the league is big, but six foot eight Xavier Tillman led the game in rebounding with twelve. Like it, it's like I I don't disagree. That but they they still lost the rebound about fifteen. But, they still yeah, they, 15, they, they still got killed on the boards overall. Yeah. Right? Because they didn't play anybody else that was big. Who had like they played Jake Laravia. Laravia is six foot eight, but that dude can't even spell rebound. But like, I mean, like, how much better do you expect off than to do? I mean, what do you think better than as far as rebound? He can do better. Than, I, no, I agree with you. He, he, he should have played. He's better than Laravia. I know that I know that it's grim. Like I watched the he same game that you guys watched, but like you you don't need Laravia out there. Like and and I don't want to completely bash Laravia because in the second half of the game he was good defensively. Yeah, he did do some good things defensively. I got to give credit where it's due. But like yeah. when 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 you're not getting rebounds and you have somebody like he averaged a double double both stops on his way to the NBA, he can rebound. And, but and that's you know like doing, the game. What's he, that? Does he give them the advantage re- defense like re- rebounding wise in the game? I still say no. I mean, and you're you're probably right. Yeah, I don't think but he fixes like, it, but it would be better than it would be better than what we would. saw tonight. It would be And you know, like and, and it's I said in the first the first quarter when they when it was twelve to eleven, the rebounding advantage going to the Pelicans there. I said the the Grizzlies are going to have to continue to team rebound. And Marcus Smart didn't grab a single rebound. That's yeah, that, that's it, bad. It's only a three rebound a guy game, but when you're down and you're going to play these small ball lineups, yeah, you, you can't go everybody over. to rebound. Yeah. You, you should not have a goose egg. You played 32 minutes, 17 points, three assists, and zero rebounds. Yeah. Not good enough. So he's only six three. Move. 
Yeah, but but he's yeah. strong and, and he ought to he ought to be able to get three or four rebounds. There's, yeah, there's no question about that. In an NBA game, you should trip into three rebounds, man. I mean, Bane's like, got honestly. five rebounds. No, yeah. I don't hear about five. I mean, we talk about John. John can get you double digit rebounds at times. Right. I mean, there's there. Marcus Smart ought to be Marcus Smart really, especially if you're in a position where you really need other guys to rebound with his size. Even though he's six three, his size and strength at the garbage position, he ought to be able to get four, five, six rebounds. Like yeah. it just with with effort. Like I, 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 you can't go over. Like that's that was pretty bad, man. I, I don't want to pile on him as game one, but like I said, man, they they're gonna have to rebound as a team, and you can't have a guy like Marcus Smart going over. That's just not yeah. gonna get it done. But I think my bottom line is just that Kenny Lofton isn't gonna be the savior here. They need help, even if they play him, it's still obvious they need outside help, and they gotta do something, man. Or I realize that it's game one, and I realize that it can get better from here. Realize they can make a couple of adjustments and look a little bit better. I also realize if Luke makes like even one three pointer, it makes things like it look a lot better. But I, I still think the game plan is flawed. If they're going to stick with this, I think they are kind of going to stick. They may make some adjustments, but I think their plan is to make more three pointers. I think they're going to say Luke won't go over five again. That we have preseason on. I'm not sure. That's true, but, but I, I think it's going to be rough, man, and they've got to get some help in. They've got to get some size to go up against these bigs because, I mean, we can't say – I mean, there, there are just a lot of teams. You go down the line and think about the Western, Western Conference, you're going to play. Now, you're going to are you going to play the elite bigs like Joel Embiid? No, but, like, you need size, period. It's the NBA. whole game is predicated on being tall. So, yeah, they got to make a move, man. I mean, you got the best big in the league coming in here on Friday, so I mean, it's not gonna not gonna get it easier. That that yeah. that's for sure. Like, it's not not train's not gonna stop, man. So, I, I hope Kleinman was sitting there watching this, like, man, yeah, this this ain't gonna work, man. We got to get on the phone quickly. Yeah, it's you know, and and what are they gonna do with it? That that is, I was having a conversation earlier, and somebody. And I don't know if this is factual or not. I was trying to read to find out about it. I don't believe it is. But Bobby Marks talked about the Grizzlies being able to use the um, suspended player. Like that frees up a roster spot to go out and sign somebody, which in turn, when you get to game 25 and Ja comes back, he's not a big. Okay, then what do you do at that point? Yeah. Um, you know, That's why I think it needs to be via trade. Yeah. So you, know, you can do a two-for-one type of thing. Yeah, Aaron, like really this guy earlier, play. he's like, well, if they put him on the suspended player list, he's not going to be able to practice with the team. And I'm like, mm, I th I'm almost positive that's incorrect because no, Silver made it clear that he wanted him with the team. Typically, a suspended player is not with their team in any form or fashion. No yeah, practice, no nothing. And so what he's doing already is outside of the norm for yeah. a suspended player. Yeah. Right. But so it you wouldn't know, make any even, sense for them to change it just because they add a player to the roster and just suspend yeah, it. That yeah. wouldn't make any sense. So it, it, it's I, I don't know what they do, man. I, I really like they have contracts that they can move. There are plenty of serviceable big men that they can go out and get that are on, you know, decent enough deals. If you are not confident in Steven Adams being able to come back to be productive you can use that 12 million dollars to go and get somebody else um and we we talked about that i'm not going to dig into that tonight but 
definitely a kudos to Bane and kudos to X. I'm worried about Bane and his back because if he keeps having to do this every game, we're going to have the same injury that he had in the Warrior series of an injured back because he's got to be hurt tonight. Um, X, I was – I wish I could go back. I don't remember when I tweeted. Like when when JV left, I'm like, in five years when Xavier Tillman is averaging a double double, everybody's gonna forget about JV. And uh, you know he's not at well. I guess this is game one, so he's technically averaging a double double. But uh, I'm sure that we're gonna get some people somewhere talking about. See, they never should have got rid of JV. Yeah, we just need help, man. <laughs> that's all like it looks bad now it looks bad because you just don't have any big man and I think that stifles your offense and, and what you can do game plan wise could like completely um so it's a it's an obvious fix are there other issues with the team yeah but I think this one is so overwhelming that it's really hard to look at anything else um you're getting great stuff from bang you love that it's just tough man if you're gonna shoot shoot team shot 27% from three and they had one guy go 50% from three that's tough to do um, so they, yeah, they gotta uh, get the 50% on, on the highest volume too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. tough. That's... Just struggled, struggled from the field, you know, 40, 41% are, well, you round it at 41.8. So 42% from the field, just brutal shooting night. And that's, you know, some of that is defense from new Orleans, but some of that is just shots. I like, I don't know, Jaron being crappy stuff that we've already talked about. Like he just what didn't have it on the offensive end of the floor for sure. Yeah, I mean, and there's just really no no answer to it. Like with the personnel that they have, that's just kind of in a position that they're in because they're gonna see a lot of zone. Like teams are gonna play zone them, they're gonna dare them to beat them from the three-point line. That's gonna be everybody's game plan. I think New Orleans kind of set the blueprint tonight. Everybody's gonna kind of run that same defense and they just got to make shots um, and and get get your opportunities inside. You got to find a way to get Jaron some inside touches. Um, I, I know it's not going to be just all out inside because they just don't have the personnel. They're going to have to shoot better, and you can't ask anymore from Bang. Uh, so Luke Kennard, I mean, he got kind of hit in the nose there. I don't know what his status is. Hopefully, he's okay, but he's going to be paramount, man. They need him to knock down shots. There, there's no question about it. He can't be going over five. Um, Another thing that I saw, there were times where I think Marcus Smart kind of slowed the offense down uh, when, when when he had the ball. They, they need to they they need to score quicker. Uh, they're, they're getting in the half court, especially being on the size, that makes it even worse. Uh, when when you get in the half court, I think they only had what two fast break points tonight. That's not going to be good enough either. Um, it's just they're in a tough spot, man. And I, I I just you you hope it gets better. You say it's just game one, but it. You got Denver coming in here on Friday night, man. And that's a much better team, I think, than this Pelican team that we saw tonight. I don't think there's any question because I'm watching tonight. I don't, I'm not really high on that Pelican team. It is game one, but I think this was more about the Grizzlies than it was the Pelicans really playing well. Because right. again, this game ended up being a seven point game. They should have won this game by 30. Yep. Like the way that they were beating them up on the boards, all the turnovers that they had, uh, the Pelicans had in this game. The fact that they only won by, by seven, that's, doesn't doesn't say a whole lot, and I and I even know I don't even think Zion and, and, and Jonas dominated the way that they probably should have. Like yeah. Zion didn't even do as much as I think he should have in this game. Just kind of looking at the matchup. So 
Uh, man, I, I I don't know, man. Not a, not a lot of positive outside of Bane. I think I don't think you can ask any more Bane and X, even though being doing on being on the size, man. He came out there and gave you everything he had too. So, man, and what really? What like can you say? He's, he's a plus rim def- like he he is a man, good he, rim oh, protector. Man, he was a fantastic at six eight. At six, you know, eight. like that. Like I, him and Jared was out there working, man, especially early in the game. Uh, I mean, X was was. I mean, their their rim defense at the game in, in the first quarter was really impressive. I was like, man, this this is pretty impressive for it to 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 be them to be on the size they are. Then the floodgates kind of opened and just kind of turned into kind of what you expected to be. But early on, it looked like they were going to be all right. Yeah, I give a shout out to Zaire. I, I know he didn't put up big numbers or anything, but I just think you know nine points, four seven, one, uh, yeah, one field, one of one of one of three. I think he did pretty good defense on Brandon. He definitely wasn't bad. Yeah, yeah, four rebound. I, I think, I think he, I think he's doing what you'd like him to do. Would I mean, I don't. I mean, given that, given where he's coming back from, I think you just pleased with just consistent performance and contributing in multiple ways. I think he did a good job of doing that and just sort of being, you know, like just just contributing, being being a contributor. Um, if nothing else, I just like what I saw from him. It's not anything special or flashy. I. Just, I think if the other aspects weren't so bad, I think we would be talking more about Zaire, but it's hard to focus on that because yeah. everything else was so bad. But I just want to give him some love because I think he did pretty good for a first start. Yeah, because last year he wasn't even playable. Like, he wasn't even playable last year. So right. see what he's doing. And I agree with what you said wholeheartedly. This was the normal Grizzlies, and you had Steven Adams and John Morant was out there, and he yeah. did what he did tonight. I think you'd be be saying, yeah, man, we're we're good. Zaire is taking – he's turned a corner, but since everything else is so bad, it just kind of overshadows kind of what he did. But he was solid tonight. I think he did a solid job on on Brandon Ingram, and especially yeah. to be coming from where he's coming from. Because, I mean, it was just nothing last year, and he wasn't a negative out there for you tonight. I think he would, He played a solid game. Yep. Yeah, same for Roddy, actually, who played. Yeah, yeah. Roddy played well, too, for sure. Yep. So, yep. considering for them, and, 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 and then everybody else was booty. Um, so just a shout out to the players that did that made some solid contributions, man. They can't do it on their own, man. It's got to be multiple people playing like that, and I think that's really the problem. Yeah, D Rose looked a little bit rusty, you know, and I think that's just from like the limited amount of playing time that he's had the last few years. He he made some some good plays. His first play comes in the game and like zips a pass across the floor for an assist. Looked pretty good, but just. Floaters were not falling for him. He was getting down a couple threes. Spots. Yeah, yeah, two for four from three. Not a bad showing there. But uh, you know, he got to his spots. Just uh, the, the shots were not falling for him tonight. Yeah, and it's tough because you know you don't have a, a big to sort of help create some. Yeah. Him, so that's that's a part of it. So I, I, I mean, you get eight points from D Rose. Would you like some more assists? Yes, but that means dudes have to make shots. So I, I think I'm pretty cool with D Rose. He did look a little rusty in some areas, but I also think like you know. You were hoping to get six to eight points from the ten on a good night, pretty much just basic backup point guard stuff. Like I said, you'd like more assist from him, I think. But again, like dude's got to hit shots for that to happen. So <laughs> it's only so much you can blame. But hopefully, he can get more efficient though as the as the as the game's going. I was gonna say, with the way this team shot tonight, you go a two or four from three. That's all world, man. Right. <laughs> so, so man shout out, shout out to D Rose. <laughs> so we we just eclipsed the 30 minute mark on the the show. I, I don't think we're going to keep uh beating these guys while they're down. They they're probably on their the you know beating themselves up after this kind of showing. So 
We'll go ahead and wrap it up. Uh, final score again, 111 to 104. The Pelicans beat the Grizzlies 0-1 to start the season. Uh, before we get out of here, Candice, I'll, I'll throw it to you first. You got anything else you want to hit on before we go? Find us help. That's it. That's all. That's all. <laughs> Isaac, you got anything, <laughs> man? That's it. <laughs> Find us help. SOS yeah, from yeah, Candace. I was say, I, Find us help. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say the same thing, man. Go out and get a big, um, uh, like tonight. Like well, I want to wake up in the morning to a world notification that they made a trade, man. That's that's just pretty they, much where they are. If that's they go out and get a guy and he just sits on the bench, what good does it do? And and I think that even now, like as bad as that this was tonight and as obvious as it is, it still wouldn't shock me if they go they go the route that I said. They just go out, wait that five games, and just go out and sign a guy. And still, kind of wait this out. Like I, I, this front office, they just it, it still seems like no matter what, if they get into a situation to where they they they'll still revert back to kind of the thinking that you would have if you were a team that's still building. Like they they don't mind living in that space. It just doesn't seem like they they can't care about pushing the accelerator all the time. Like, they went out and made moves. Like, you bring in Marcus Smart, you bring in Derrick Rose, you bring in those vets. But I still don't think that they're going to go outside their character and rush the judgment because they, they, for better or worse, whether you agree with them or not, they like all of these guys. So, in order to trade in these guys out, they don't really want to do that, especially without kind of seeing them for a little while this season. And that's why I think it's they're going to be hesitant to kind of make that move now. I think they might make it down the line, but I hope they go ahead and make it. But I still believe there's a significant chance that they just go out and sign a street-free agent, bring in a guy like a Bismack Biombo or something, a guy that's probably not going to fix your issue, but just a kind of a placeholder until they decide, okay, well, this enough is enough. We got to do this now. But again, in this situation, it might be too late by then. Yeah, so, uh, but- Go ahead, Candace. I was going to say, to be fair, I I will say I think we're just kind of going off what we've seen in the past in terms of, like, what they've done more of, when in reality their more recent moves don't necessarily say that. So there's a case to be made that that's not the case. Now, maybe they find somewhere, some land in between. Now, I also don't think they're going to rush to the decision, but also I think they have their more recent moves indicate everything that they've done recently indicates the that they are trying to make a move, even if it's not a desperation move. I don't think they're going to do something like that. But um, I think what this will be is the determining factor. I think how they respond to this will let us know for real how serious they are about contending. And I think that's fair to say. Man, I, I don't know. I, I, I hope you're right. I just don't – I still believe that they're comfortable with letting it play out because that's just what I'm used to from them – like, I feel like they were ready to to move forward with the moves they made this offseason, but I feel like now that they're in a situation where you got Jai out 25 games, you got all these injuries, Steven Adams out for the season, uh, you got all this stuff going on, I, I still I feel like that they may, that they're still willing to result back and say, okay, well, maybe this might not be our year. Like, I, I, I just, that's just how I feel about them. Hopefully they prove me wrong because I, that's not what I want them to do. But I, I still feel like that might end up being the case. But but we'll see. And it might. It might. I'm not arguing that it might. I'm just going if if you're paying if you're paying attention to recent history, 
then there's no indication that that, you know, since they have decided, since they made the Luke Kennard trade, everything has been moving forward, you know, towards contention. Do they revert back? This will let us know. But I just want to point out the other side of that is that realistically, I think we're just going off of the longer period of time where they were in that rebuilding mode for their logic, which is fair, but we'll, we'll see what they do. This is a defining. I sort of, I think it's the, can define kind of what this front office wants to be in a way. It seems uh, like that could be over-exaggeration, but I really don't think so. Um, if you decide to wait, wait it out and do that approach to me, I agree with you guys. That that's more of a, this this team's default is rebuild. You know, and you still see like fans like being okay with that. And I'm like, how are we okay with that at this point? Like, how many times are you gonna gonna say, oh well, this ain't our year, but we got a we got a 10 year window here. We young, right. just, we 25 years old. John, right. 24 years old. Jerry's 25 years old. Like, we're gonna be, be fine. And you can't. I, last year should have proved that to people because yep. you never know what's gonna happen. No, who expected the job stuff to happen and the stuff to just go off the rails like it went last year. Yep. Like who expected that? Like you just never know what's gonna happen. You can't just assume things are gonna be all right. Uh, and all, all off last offseason, I tried to warn people about that, and they said, "No, man, you don't know what you're talking about. We got a ten year window. There's no reason to rush. You, you just never know. You never yep. know what's gonna happen, man. So when you have the pieces and guys on this team, you, you got three all stars on your team. You brought in vets now. You need to be trying to put your best foot forward, man. That's that's where they should be at." Yep, for sure. I mean, even the Stephen Adams injury, I think, is just another indicator that things can derail the season quickly. Yeah, um, definitely. So you can't count on full health. You can't count on having all your pieces together. You've got to take the pieces that are dealt with that and still try to put together a contending season because you don't know. <laughs> it might be worse the next year. You just don't know. So I, I want to touch on Isaac mentioned the five games, and we, we talked about this on a previous episode. If you didn't catch that one, Go back and listen to it. It was uh, when the Stephen Adams injury happened, so it was in that kind of special episode. But um, the Grizzlies have to wait five games to put John Moran on the suspended list, and at that point it opens up a roster spot for them to make a move. So that's why I think like they're 100% going to wait till uh, November 2nd. That's when they play game five. That's when they can put him on the uh, suspended list. So these next four games may be pretty rough to watch, but we appreciate you guys tuning in. There's still plenty that we can talk about, but don't want these to run too long. So we'll be back Friday night. Grizzlies play at home against the defending champion Nuggets, and they've got a dominant big man just scared, kind of nauseous a little bit. He's probably going to have like a 70-point triple-double, but uh, we'll see what happens. You can find the show on Twitter at Ethos Grizzlies. I'm at NBA Dwill21. You can find me at Candace H901. And I'll let Isaac take us home. Yeah, speaking of that game on Friday night, early tip, 6 p.m. Um, at FedEx Forum. So that's going to be a early one, man. They're not even giving people time to get off work, get down there. That's a the early tip for the central time zone. But yeah, 6 p.m. on Friday night against the Nuggets. And I'm as David said, man, I'm a little nervous about that one, man, with with Jokic coming in there, seeing what we saw tonight. Um, man, that's man. I have forty and twenty, man. But you hope, hope that's not the case, man. But we we've seen Jokic go off, man, and not a, not a lot of lot of size in our front court right now. Um, and I, I don't expect Sunday to come back. Not necessarily that he would would change much again going up against Jokic, but you would definitely like to have him. But I don't expect him to be back that soon. Kind of the way they were talking, they were talking more like maybe a week or so 
uh, before you see Sonny back in the lineup. But you can get me on the X app at Isaac double underscore NBA. That's I-S-A-A-C double underscore NBA. As David said, go over to at Ethos Grizzlies. Give us a like and a follow. Uh, we definitely appreciate that. We'll be back on Friday uh, with a post game. Hopefully, we'll be talking about the Grizzlies' first win of the season. Uh, it's tough to start off 0-2, man. That's why I felt like tonight's game was was really important. Uh, but couldn't get it done, man. But new, just think about the NBA, man. Uh, There's always another game until the season is over, man. So you got got another, another opportunity to go out there and get better on Friday night. So that's what we see. Uh, but thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Uh, until Friday night, we're gone.